So we are going to do a podcast called the A Lot of Things Podcast. I'm Carl Sardella. This is Carl Haddix. What's up, man? How are you doing? I'm good. I'm yeah. actually like weirdly good. Yeah. And I was going to talk to you about this before the show starts. Have you ever been like feeling good and happy and then like uncomfortable because you're happy? Yeah. Because like you've been like so down for so long and you're yeah. like, wait, things are going well. Right. This doesn't feel good. Right. Even though it should. Yeah. And I, and I, I hear exactly what you're saying. Like sometimes people ask me like how I'm doing, and sometimes people just ask that in passing. And I go, I have to say like I would have to find something to complain about, mm. right? I go, I and I, I go, and I just feel like something's off because nothing's wrong. Nothing's right? wrong. So yeah. that could be a mental health issue for me. I don't know, but at the same, for me too, though. You know what I mean? At the yeah. same time, but in relation to work, like works a little bit. We're at a place where we're just kind of like slower, right? And and I'm, you know, I'm just so discombobulated and I and when when we're so conditioned in America to think that being productive means being really busy, overwhelmed, stressed. Right, right. So then when we're, when we're not feeling those things at work, we think that something's wrong. Oh, that's right? very similar then, yeah. Right, and then you're, you're kind of paranoid about it. But I mean, I know you're not talking about work specifically, but it all ties in in a little bit, but it's like it's still that whole like something should be wrong. Well, what it is, and I think you got to it there, is that your your brain is busy. And if your brain is busy worrying, which yeah. mine is has been, yeah. a lot a lot of people's has, or your brain is busy, you know, yeah, like processing stuff, or at work, it's all this stuff's coming at you. Yeah. And instead, you're like, wait, I have a slow moment now. Is everything okay? Right. Again, condition's the good word for it. Yeah, and I and my thing is, I'm I have all this like additional like downtime to be productive, and I'm not. And I think that's really what like I'm, you know, kind of when I'm super busy, I'll pile stuff on, I'll get shit done. Mm. But if I have all and people who can relate to this, this is very it's almost a cliche. Oh, like, I know about this year. All this yeah. time to do something. You give me seven days to do something, I'll do it on the seventh day, right? And it'll be awesome. It'll be awesome. Yeah, you need so. the deadline. Well, uh, here's a deadline. We're gonna do a podcast right now. Let's go. Uh this is the Kimmy and Kanye podcast. Also and Chris. Also Chris Red. Yeah, Chris Red. Yeah. Uh all the cuss sounds. Yes. <laughs> But every time I do that, <laughs> I talked about pre-show. It yeah. sounds weird when I say it. Yeah, because I, I always think Jim Jeffrey's favorite word. That wow. kind of sound, but we're not going to say that. I didn't say that word. All right. Uh, let's talk about That's Entertainment, which is the first section of this podcast, where which things is, that we're into. Which is what? Because for, for people who are just like... Right, if this is your first time listening yeah, yeah. to the podcast, it's like entertainment we're interest, inter, interested in, like video games, movies, shows, mm-hmm. anything. Anything, got it. anything so, we're into. What do you got for us? So, let's talk about Kimi. Kimmy, loved it. Uh, Kimmy, HBO Max. HBO Max stars Zoe Kravitz, the daughter of Lisa Bonet and basic, uh, uh, Lenny Kravitz, right? So it's a Steven, <coughs> Steven Soderbergh uh, film. Um, amazing director. Uh, has done a lot of good stuff. It's a thriller. I would describe it as a Hitchcockian rear window, yep. like kind of homage. Like she plays this agoraphobic uh, tech worker who is... Uh, interpreting or um correcting like misinterpretation so kimmy is a digital assistant kind of like siri kind of yep. like uh cortana which no one uses alexa uh, and alexa um which you call echo earlier um, thank you for calling that out <laughs> yes i did yeah and so instead of using like machine learning or uh, computer like software to correct uh like misinterpretation by the digital assistant the this tech company she works for hires human beings to listen to these pre-recorded um uh, uh, conversations and then they'll correct it like right. slangs or jokes or whatever or right? weird things yeah which and, is what yeah, this movie is about yeah and so the premise is that she hears something that 
she thinks might be a misdeed or a crime, and it uh, requires her to go out of her apartment and to go report it, and then uh, the people don't. Then there's people that don't want that to happen, right? And on top of that, what what an interesting thing, like you said, Hitchcockian rear window. Mm-hmm. Um, this is person who lives inside her house. It doesn't want to leave. Is kind of looking at the outside world from mm-hmm. her window. Oh, I forgot to ask. Uh, um, this is also during the, the. It takes place during the pandemic as well, too. So right. everyone's got so the mask like on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's so there's all that. So she's wearing uh, the mask and. You know all that. So doing it's, the the hand wiping and I'm yeah, like, yeah. She does the hand wiping and then she hand does, wiping does this, she does, which is very. And weird. I wonder as, if a, if as an actor if that was something that she just decided to do because she's trying to dry it faster, right? Dry it. But yeah. you notice it every single time she does it, and I'm like, does she do anything with that in the movie? I don't know. It's weird, but but to that point, like it is interesting that it's in during that time period of COVID because that's got to be even doubly difficult for an agoraphobic person. Right, like yeah. already doesn't want to be around people in the world, and now it, like the world is actually like yeah. dangerous. Yeah. So, uh, to to the point, like when she, you know, the situation is forcing her to have to leave her apartment to try to figure this sh- stuff out, right, and and get into the proper door. So, Soderbergh does something that a lot of production companies or you know filmmakers don't do, and he actually films in Seattle. He's right. not filming in Vancouver. It's not a studio. And the setting of Seattle itself becomes a part, is a character in the movie. Yeah, it's a good way right? to put it, yeah. It's a character in the movie. This is way better than the last one we did. Why, this, why are you going to uh, break the fourth wall? Just, this I, is the first time we've is, recorded this I'm just, podcast. I'm just trying to be transparent. Uh, <laughs> we've only recorded this show once, <laughs> and this is in the podcast. So so, so, so the setting, he uses the setting as, uh, as a character because... It's a protagonist. Mm-hmm. No, no, it's an ta- antagonist. Antagonist, because yeah. she's a, she's an agoraphobic. So, wide open spaces is an antagonist in this in this um, in this this movie for her. And he did a really great job. And he filmed it in April May of 2021. So a year into the pandemic already, right? Which they, we probably thought was going to be over. Um, I know. Yeah, and he used 1,500 local actors. Um, did a great job. Uh, and by the way, to that point, like uh, so much of this, um, these these sections in Seattle, because we're in Seattle, we know the town. Yeah, they're actually accurate, which a lot of movies and video games don't do. Continuity is what you're trying. To... Continuity, or yeah. just the idea of like you go from one area in Seattle and go to the next area. Yeah, you're actually doing that. Yeah, it wasn't like in Sleepless in Seattle where uh, Tom Hanks gets on his boat and oh, he yeah. goes from like he goes from where do you go? He goes from like. He goes from West Seattle to uh, somewhere no, no. crazy. I yeah, forgot. and he got there in like you know ten minutes, couple like, seconds. Like, uh, yeah, you just went across the Puget Sound, bro. Yeah, right. No, this is like accurate that way. Yeah, and no. so you can literally go around the areas and see them. And yeah. even when she goes to the federal building downtown, yeah. I've been in that building. I'm like, no, no, that's how long it would take to get there, and yeah. it makes sense. And you know, and there was a scene where there's uh, there's two guys on the Helix Bridge, and then she in the next door to it is like is the office building where she goes to the headquarters, and she's sneaking out of there, and then. It's all. It's all like you said. It's it's continuous. It's it's proper. And he did an excellent job. So and the best part of this movie is, it's ninety minutes. It's a tight ninety minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and and it and it moves. It starts kind of slow in the beginning by design, 
Not here by design, and then it just picks up. It just goes. It just goes and goes. When you mm-hmm. text me, you're like, "Hey, just watch it. It's a quick ninety minutes." And it, it is true. It just gets into the main thing you need to be concerned with, with mm-hmm. her character, what she's got to deal with, mm-hmm. and then it goes super fast. And there's a kind of a third act, almost in a way, mm-hmm. where it's just like a, almost a different movie, mm-hmm. <laughs> which we won't spoil. Mm-hmm. And you're like, "Oh, that's also in this movie. Mm-hmm. That style, yeah. you know." Yeah, so yeah. everyone, go watch it. So HBO Max. Come on, HBO Max. Why not? It's uh, it's 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 great. Check it out. And by the way, you told me this in the first version of this podcast we did. This is the first time we record this. Uh, HBO Max means HBO Cinemax, and I had no yeah, idea. HBO Cinemax. So Cinemax catalog is on there as well because shows like The Nick, starring uh, that British guy. Don't know. Uh, Don't know. I've never seen it. Clive 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 Owen. Yeah, Clive Owen's in it. He plays this uh, doctor surgeon who's like strung out on cocaine. That's part of Cinemax. Um, anthology mm. so they, they combined it mm. uh, if you have AT&T you get it for free so. and they're not sponsoring us but there you go if you want or HBO content. Max no another thing that's content is Chris Redd and you went to go see him yeah. he is on SNL I love him on SNL by the way yeah. uh, by the way fun fact I don't know this is going up probably after but uh, there's a new SNL finally come back uh, this weekend Yay. very excited John Mulaney's back great you is don't he, is care that, is he out of rehab I don't know. Yes, to do the show. <laughs> no, he's still in. He's still in rehab. That's awesome. He's doing the show from there. Anyways, you saw Chris Red, who's SNL. I love yeah, him to so, death. So Chris Red was in town. So he's touring, and I bought tickets on his uh, his website, and uh, it was uh, it was I guess affordable. It was like forty dollars, but it was just good to go to comedy scene. So I took. I haven't been one one yet since. Yeah. What well, the the messed up part was I paid for seats but you get there and all the seats were taken and so there's a bunch of us that had to stand to, oh. to watch the show luckily it was a good show um, but here's the thing the, it doesn't take place in a comedy club and you know in Seattle like we have one comedy club last comedy club and then we have all these like wannabe comedy clubs like bunch of Thai restaurants uh, it's all uh, Thai restaurants uh, bre- uh, breweries right we played yeah. them we, we, yeah. we've been in yeah. those and breweries right yeah. so uh, this one took place in uh, the Fremont Abbey. And I'm like, what the hell's a Fremont Abbey? The only Abbey I know is the Westminster Abbey, right? So it's basically a converted church. Yeah, it's a church. Yeah. And so, uh, but it was pretty good. It was a good venue. Chris Mejia opened up for Chris Red, right? So two men of color. <laughs> so as as, as the D-E-N-I people like to say, um, it was great. I, I, I had a good time. One thing that I thought was pretty interesting was, as you know, in Seattle, uh, there's a certain demographic in like the dating pool, and so both of them were like talking about how like dating in Seattle, like you're you're as a as a person of color, a black person, your options pretty much for the most part are like you know white women, and mm-hmm. so they both talked about it, and I was just dying, you know, what I'm saying because I that's that's been my experience as well too. And the other thing that I noticed about when Chris Red came on, so most of the people in the front row are white, but he's calling everyone the N word, <laughs> and like the whole oh, really? show, like he's just pepper like. Look like white guys. Look at this n word. Look at that n word. I mean, just like, and I'm like, are they really? Loving? Yeah, that seems out of character for his even his stand. Uh, I don't think so. I think this guy is just talking like he like he's talking. I'm not saying anything negative, but I've seen no, him no. Before. I think he's talking like like he can take this, and I think he's. It was just so crazy to me, and I'm like. I just wanted to see their faces, you right. know? Because I mean, think he's doing that because he's trying something new. Like obviously, he's like playing a teeny Abby. So, are you saying he doesn't do that? No, he doesn't. Like, I don't think it's it's not a lot of. I'm gonna show you the clip. 
uh, after the show. Okay. Like, yeah, and it, it was crazy. Because he can, I mean, again, I'm not, we can have this discussion, and we probably shouldn't now. It seems but, like we always talk about race, but it's only with the comedians. <laughs> well, it comes up, it right? comes up. But like, yeah, I think we both are kind of similar stances on the N-word in general, but yeah. I just... Uh, You're for it? <laughs> <laughs> in general, I just think it's overused. Yeah. Like, amongst everybody. Like, just think, I just, and it can be perfectly place and and make sense for certain people who are using it yeah but like that's what i'm saying like with chris he's so funny with his face in general and, and just his like his basic eyes. mannerisms yeah and i've seen his stand-up and i don't remember it being like so forward about that that's, that's interesting because i've never seen his stand-up and that's the first stand time i've seen his stand-up and that hap- it happens to be live oh, interesting. and he, he did he did good he i did a night i watched <laughs> i watched the 9 30 show and he's clearly high but handling it but then you know how you feel like there's a rhythm to comedy shows, right? And as an audience member, you know there's a rhythm, and then you start feeling like this is going kind of long, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he went over to like it was supposed to be sixty minutes or whatever. He went to like uh, like eighty minutes. See, sounds and he, weird. And then he couldn't because he was high. And then he couldn't. I know, and right? you could tell as as you know as we're comedians, so as we're watching it, I'm like, he doesn't. He's he's trying to find a good exit, but actually he wasn't trying to find an exit. He just lost track of time. Wow. It okay. was. Hilarious, and he was good though. He was working the crowd. Uh, let me let me tie something in here real quick. Okay, but can um, I say one thing to that, please? Is that like because we do do stand up, and like although I haven't done it in so long, but I feel like yeah, sometimes you're like looking for the out, like you said, you're looking yeah. for your exit, yeah, so that you can close up or whatever, yeah. But if you if you do get lost, like I don't find that as a comedian watching another comedian, yeah, I'm too, and you probably know this about me, but I'm too nerdy about. Or like almost worrying for them, yeah. Because I I just see myself up there and being yeah. like, oh, he has no out, or like, yeah. this is spiraling or something. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think I find it funny though. I yeah. find it, I'd be like upset. He wasn't. He wasn't even like he was in so he was smooth, man. He was in total control. He was just, you know, he was just feeling it. He was just he just messing he, around. He was just going like you know because when you're at that level that, that he's doing it, like when you get bored, he starts messing with the audience members, right? Like so one. <laughs> So I was with, I was on a date and I go I told her like listen I go the one thing that so I I work as a you know in my day job I work as like a recruiter career counselor and so one of the most boring questions that people ask you when they first meet you or you're at a you know at a party is like what do you do for a living right uh, so I told my date like watch when he starts asking these audience members like what they do for a living because people so much identify who they are sometimes or other people identify you by what you do for a living right mm-hmm. when they're asked questions just like anyway go on YouTube. Just like find a comedian doing a show in like a small club and then just watch him asking audience members like what they do for a living and watch how fucking awkward they get or weird they get or the shit they say. People are just so like discombobulated because they don't, they want to say something cool or interesting, but like they're just, you know, they're like, oh, and they're on the spot. Yeah, they're on the spot. And the guy's like, I do this. It doesn't make any sense. Or like, then the guy's like, what what do you do for a living? Well, that's material. That's like really good material. Yeah. Cause like, like, what do you do? He's like, yeah. so this other lady, she's like, she's like a bus driver. And this other guy said, uh, I work at a chemical plant. <laughs> and Chris like, oh, so you hate the planet. And everyone's just likes laughing, right? And then, and then once it settles down, he goes, so he goes to this guy, he goes, well, what did you, you know, what, you know, when you were younger, you know, what, you know, what did you have dreams of becoming? And the guy goes, I just never really had any dreams. Oh, and then <laughs> and, he gets super sad all of a sudden. Yeah, I was like, oh yeah. my God. It yeah, that's, was... like, that's literally handing material to the, the comic. Yeah, but it's just Good, so, my you. whole thing is like, people are, they get so like, you always try to figure out like, what someone does for a living because that's such a basic question. Yeah. It's so boring to me. But it was just funny how 
people just like they get so awkward because they want to say something more than what they do, right? Well, and I to that point, um, in general, people are nervous. Mm-hmm. People are um, both you and I are. I think I can, you know, confidently say we're extroverts. Damn um, it! I was literally in a debate with a woman yesterday. She goes, "I don't think you're an introvert," like because I tell her I'm an you're introvert. Not. You're not. I don't want to get into it. Okay, there's an extrovert <laughs> introvert combo that maybe you have going on. I don't know. Yeah. But um, anyways, the point is, is that for me, if someone, if I'm in an audience and someone goes like, hey, what do you do? Like, I'm like, okay, it's go time. You know, this is exciting and fun. <laughs> My point is I'm not going to get nervous or scared. Yeah. And I think in general, like a do you lot help, of people Do you help don't. out the comedians? Do you try to like be like engaging? So, cause, cause you know, it's like now you're playing a character, right? I've done it only once where I've actually like tried to offer some like material, mm-hmm. but you don't want to cause mm-hmm. it's gotta be natural. Were and you trying should... to, were you, did you try to do improv with a comedian? Like, no. <laughs> hey, can I get up there for a minute? <laughs> you don't mind if I get up, right? I have a mustache with me. Yeah. You're like, I'm a farmer. I, I come to the city for the first time. Like, oh, like, shit. Like, no, just what tell... are you talking about? <laughs> I'll come up there and get and help you out. <laughs> He's like, no, please don't help. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I think. I just like offered up something jovial and, and positive and, and information jovial. back. Jovial, jovial, nice. Mm. nice, nice, nice. Your face is just like uh, like a, mo- a mobster. Yeah. <laughs> jovial. I like that answer. Yeah. So it was it was a good show. Uh, it's a good very, show. Very entertaining. Um, said the n word a lot. Said the n word a lot, but it was good to see people out having a good time. And uh, and it's always interesting the Seattle comedy scene. Um, you know, they're always trying to have things in a variety of different places. Seattle needs a new we need something comedy Proper here. comedy club. Yeah, no we really to do. No go down to Tacoma. Yeah, no. To, oh, I, well, we both did it, remember? Yeah. Were we at the, did we do a show or we saw a show down there? Uh, Tacoma Comedy Club? Yeah. I thought we saw, what, didn't we go down there? I I go down there. Like, I was. I went down a lot. I think you and you I went to me? a club. Yeah, I we went to that crabby bar before that I found, that really, really old shitty bar upstairs. Holy shit, I'm Was old. that us? No. Oh. I've never been down there with you. Okay, I went to, with someone else to the uh, to comedy club. Hmm. Uh, that's the one with all the tables, right? And really tall ceilings. Did you just say the comedy club? That's the place with all the tables. <laughs> you didn't finish my. I didn't let me finish. It had a lot of tables, yes. And it's like dining tables and, and then tall. Was there a stage? Um, <laughs> Was there a stage? How do I leave the podcast? There should, there should be an eject button, but not oh for me, for you. Okay. Moving on to the deep dive. Here we go. The mm, formerly known as the formerly known shop. as the money shop. Wait, what's what did Prince say? Hmm? For, did he say formerly known as? Formerly known as the money shot. No, but what did Prince say? The print? Prince. Oh, Prince. Uh, did he get, say? He, he said, get off. No, formerly known. Did he say? Oh, did he no, say no. Formerly uh, uh, no, he's like uh, the artist formerly known That's as. That's right. Prince. Wow. And they became a symbol. Anyways, uh, this is the deep dive. And we're going to talk about Kanye for a second, which the <laughs> new documentary is out. Uh, two parts of it are out right now. I've oh. seen one part. When's the new one's out? The second? Just dropped. Today? Yeah. Yes. I'm so excited to watch tonight. God. So it's called Kanye. Oh, no, it's called Genius, but spelt weird. J-E-E-N-Y-U-H-S. Yes. And it's made by Cootie, who is um, just, uh, he the, was just a rapper. And the bullfish. Sorry. It, was, it hit better the first time. It sure I, did. I blew it. Let's just do the rest of the podcast about the first podcast. First of all, this is the first time we've ever recorded this. So it is true. This is the first time we've ever said so Cootie, these words. Cootie. Cootie was, you know, rapper himself, but also just part of, like, the hip-hop scene in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And just, like, documenting everything a yeah. long time ago. Like, yeah. we're talking about, again, Kanye's pre-Kanye. Now, Kanye is now 40, like, 6, 47. Cootie's been recording him since Kanye was 19. Uh, 19. Nuts. nuts. 
So what this with documentary braces. with braces? This documentary is about him following him around, going like, "I think this guy's gonna be something." Yeah, and people around him were saying like, "You know, this kid's hot. This kid's yeah. hot. This kid's hot." But as you see, and we won't go into too much of it because I also want to talk about Kanye in general. But like in that documentary, I think the special thing about any documentary is getting these really cool, honest moments. Yeah, and there's so many moments where like I'll, I'll just give one real quick. Sure, early Kanye doesn't have his bravado, has a little bit of confidence, mm -hmm. but still trying to make it. Mm -hmm. um, and I learned one lesson from that documentary that I'll put an asterisk in uh, about trying to make it. But he's like literally goes into uh, Rockefeller Studios. Rockefeller, like... Rocka. Rockefeller. Rockefeller. What did I say? Rocker, Rockefeller. Rockefeller. Did I give you, a used, you the, the hard ER. Rockefeller. Rockefeller. Thank you. Uh, he goes into studios and he's basically like saying, hey, I'm a hot shit. You should listen to me. Okay, and it's rapping man. to... Can I finish my <laughs> I'm statement? So sorry. I'm, so I'm going to do the eject button. I'm so sorry. It's right here. I'm so sorry. And he, he's like, I'm going to show you who I am. And literally the people in there, the woman's just at her desk, and she's like, why do I care about you? I, I don't care what's happening right now. And he's now. literally rapping to And he's her. like, hey. And he's like song and dance. He's like mm -hmm. doing a shuffle. And she's trying to work. And she's trying to work. She's like, I can't get out of my way. I'm trying to see the TV. Mm -hmm. It's so crazy. But those are those moments where you go like, and there's a couple other moments in there where you're like, it shifts. Like, it's not working. Mm -hmm. And then maybe it is working. Mm -hmm. And that's what this whole documentary is. Yeah, it's basically he is just, the one thing, and it's funny, I, I always tell you like, I, I love Kanye. And and I what I mean by that is like he is probably one of the m most free persons or humans, even black person that I've ever heard. He says all kinds of stuff that is outlandish and offensive to people, but I just watch him and he just says it. And then you have to hear the whole context of some of his interviews, right? Because they do sound bites and make him sound crazy. But some of the stuff that he says, I get what he's doing. And he's really good at being, he's he's such a instigator, right? Mm. There's no reason he needs to be picking a fight with Billie Eilish, no. right? And that is But that terrible. makes people pissed off so much. But it's the genius of what he's doing because everyone's so irritated, right? But he's, but, but it, but he's still extremely talented, you know? in terms of what he's doing, in terms of like the music he produces and all that stuff. His 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 other actions and whatever he's doing, super annoying, you know, super like whatever. But that's what people like him will do. And they just live their truth. And well, sometimes it's fabricated to to get you to react a certain way, right? And he's done it over and over and over and over again, and people keep falling for it, right? Well, not right, because I'm going to agree to disagree. So, what no. That, what does that even mean? <laughs> I'm not going to do yes, Dan. I'm going to do no but. Are you just, you're just disagreeing. You're not agreeing disagreeing to disagreeing. With you're just whole disagreeing. Thing. I don't know what this agree to disagree. You're Whatever just, you're just is on this side of the table. All you're disagreeing with. I haven't even said yet. All you're disagreeing with so is, you're... <laughs> is what I just said? No. I don't, you're disagreeing that I like you Kanye? You aren't letting me say anything, so ahead, you don't even ahead. know. So heated. You are like... God, God gets a job overlapping. and he's just like, you know, all over the place. I'm just the eject button is so close okay, to being Okay, pushed. what is your impression of What Kanye? I was going to say is I disagree, and I'll tell you why. Is, uh, is, is So in general, like, I think what's really good about the documentary, it's just a good documentary. Let's just put that out there. Okay. Like, it's like... Yeah. So smartly done in the fact of like that moment at, at Rockefeller mm -hmm. and the moment with his mom. Oh, it's okay. such a good moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so, let me finish. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm just agreeing. Go okay. 
Jeez. You just cutting me off. So um, we'll cut this out of the podcast. No, no, leave it in. I like the heated debate. So the, the moments with at Rockefeller, the moments with his mom, which I wanted to say really quickly, is so special. And you can see why Kanye is the way he is mm-hmm. from just listening to his mom. His mom's like, by the way, his mom calls him Kanye. I don't. I, I, my mom calls me by my name sometimes, but she like kept saying like Kanye. You know what, Kanye? And I just felt like it was a lot more than I've heard before. And then she's always, and that's not even the, my my main point. My main point is she's so confident in him and so positive towards him. It's got to fill you with such like power and an ego. And even though she checks him in that show in the documentary about like not being too egotistical, that great mm-hmm. little thing about the giant. Mm-hmm. Um, in general, that whole like visit that they have on the documentary, it just felt so empowering to a person. If there mm-hmm. was me, I would leave that room going like, man, I am good at stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like that and those moments are like kind of what the documentary is so good for those reasons. Mm-hmm. But to my earlier point, who Kanye is now and who he's been maybe even for the last 10 years or something, those little things that you were talking about with Billie Eilish or like little things he stokes the fire and pushes, and this is why I'm disagreeing with you. Because mm-hmm. I think a lot of that is newer. And as we know, men of an older age, you you change as you go. Yeah, and yeah. I think what I'm watching in these documentary, the early days, I don't see that is what I'm trying to get at. I don't mm-hmm. see that thing where he's like, I'm just going to do this to people. I see him like literally dancing for someone going like, I hope I make it. Mm-hmm. He talks to Scarface and he's like, uh, you know, you I like hope it? you dig it, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I, that's why I disagree. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's uh, a little more humble, I think, than... I think, uh, I don't think I understand your point. I don't know what you're disagreeing with because I just said one thing and then I think you said what you just said. So I don't think that there was a, you were disagreeing with anything. I think... No, I'm just saying that the, that you were you were saying the idea that he likes to do things where he stokes the fire. Got it. I don't think he's been doing that the whole time. That's all no, 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 no. I, I didn't, and I didn't say oh, that. Oh, okay. I didn't say I that. I go, saying. because he's just doing it now, right? But when you watch this documentary and you got, you get a glimpse into, so he was, uh, he was constantly producing and he was, what he was trying to do was be trying to become a rapper as well too. And no one was taking him seriously, even though they were hiring him to, like for his beats, yeah, I did the Jay Z, like yeah, and like Jay Z's like this is great, blah blah, you know, his whole, like, but they wouldn't hire him at Rockefeller. Like he'd go from like record out because he was still doing his because he was different. Yeah, right. Well, and they thought di- of him as a producer. They thought of him as a producer, but also he wasn't he wasn't a thug, right? Right. He he's like he says that he's like I'm not gonna say I'm go kill people because I'm yeah, not gonna go kill people. Yeah, he's like I'm not gonna do that. And he goes and he dresses the way he dresses, right? And he and they they kept hiring him for, so it took him a while, right, to convince them. Right, it took him a very long while to convince him, but he was so confident. And I remember he was sitting in, uh, so Mos Def took him to the rec label, I think like at Rockus Records or something like that, and they yeah. were trying to get him signed out on there, and they were freestyling. Mos Def goes, and then Kanye goes. It's so sick. And he goes he goes on, it was fire, and then they thought he was going to stop, and then he keeps going on, it was fire, they thought he was going to stop, and he keeps going on. And then you watch Mos Def's face, and, he, and Mos Def's like, fuck. He's like, another level, what's happening? Yeah, he's like, fuck. And, you, and, it's, and, it, and it was, and it was like, and that was... It was, it was a powerful moment because he was like, I can just keep going off the top of my head for perpetuity. And mm-hmm. that's essentially what he was doing. And I was like, geez, man. Genius. Jeez. No, mm-hmm. I tried. Uh, by the way, that, rem- that moment reminds me of an amazing documentary, which I don't think you've seen yet, but Juice World's documentary, also uh, on HBO. Oh, I haven't seen it. Juice World? Is it good? Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. It's fucking incredible. I mean, he's gone. What's and, good like, about it? 
Well, it was his whole life. He's gone. Like he's not you, with us anymore. Do you know that of... I didn't know who he was until like oh, just this year? I've been following. Or, sorry, like late twenty twenty one. I love Juice. Like World. even my my nine year old was like, yeah, Juice World, he's gone now. I'm like, what? Yeah, he died. Like I'm like, what? Dude, oh. watch the thing. And okay. the point is, there's a moment in there. He's on a radio station and mm-hmm. he's just freestyling. It's so beautiful. It's like a fluid and his was more like a singy rap too it wasn't just like hardcore sure although Kanye is his own unique thing too Drake and Young Thug type of stuff no even different I mean Juice World's his own thing I mean he really is like uh, it was just a crazy new weird talent but um, he did that same thing he was like he just kept going and the guy the DJ is like I don't know what the fuck's (laughs) happening he's like this guy's and then he laughed after it in the documentary he's like I never seen that really yeah he was like "I I don't know what this fucker guy is he was 19 he was 19 doing that. Damn, you're selling it because I, w- I want to go home and watch it right now. I want to rewatch it. It's wow. so fucking so it's good, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit, dude. I just want to so go home and watch it right now. So fucking good, dude. That's, a, That's that what the show's That was about. a good sell. It's hella good, and I love you're him, like, too. You're like and a I love Kanye promoting like, documentaries for HBO Max. Nice. <laughs> well, anyway, so th- keep watching it. I'm going to keep watching it, obviously, the Kanye doc. And it's weird because it does make you root for him because this is a while ago. Yeah. And to the point which you weren't making, and I guess I was just making, mm-hmm. which is fine, Yeah. Uh, is that nowadays he is fucking, you know, I think doing some things that make me upset or yeah, yeah. stoking fires and Taylor Swift stuff. Why does it make you upset? Upset is the wrong word. No, no, I mean, it but why like does it? Two why do you, seconds on my day, why do you but... feel so strongly about? Is my question. Well, I love Billy, and the only the, the, that specific thing was Billie Eilish said something to her fans. Mm-hmm. She cared about them, and she wanted them to be okay. And then Kanye picked a fight with her on Twitter about the Travis Scott stuff. It just it's just like an older guy attacking a younger woman for no reason, and yeah. and it just gets into that kind of gross territory. Got it. Not even about pop stars. It's just like, Got it. oh, that's just a gross thing that if anybody did, did that. Yeah. Got it. And then he's done a couple things like that, like even yeah. like the Taylor Swift thing. I don't like Taylor Swift. Oh, don't mm-hmm. come for me. I like Taylor. Okay, but jumping in front of someone at an award show, it's just weird. It's just like a disrespectful thing, and I'm, you know, I'm about respect. It takes a lot of. Uh... You have to be pretty bold to do that. And an asshole, though. Like, that's an asshole move. Unless it's, like, for a reason. Mm-hmm. Good example is, like, I love Nirvana. Nirvana did some stuff on award shows that was fucking bold as shit. Also Pro Jam, right? Eddie Vedder. Yeah. Always acting bored. Why am I yeah, here? Yeah, but I don't want to put them in the same category because I think... As Nirvana? Yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. I mean, I love Eddie and I love, you know, what they did. But Nirvana's, like, a special moment in time, which we could talk about in the show tonight. Anyways, at some point, like, at the award show, they go, don't play Rate Me which is one of the huge songs. Do you not know Nirvana? No, I know Nirvana. I'm just, I'm listening to your story. I thought you were like shocked I, I, by the I, words. I, no, I haven't seen, I haven't, I haven't seen this moment you're talking oh, okay, about, okay, so okay. I'm listening. So, uh. I'm not, I'm not always an ass. <laughs> no, no, no. You were like literally not. No, I was like, what? What? Yeah. So they go, don't play it. And this is like, you know, back then MTV was the jam. Like, yeah. that's it. Mm-hmm. It was the TikTok of its time. It it was not, but go ahead. Uh, well, it was just as influential as what I mean. I got you. And so they get up there and they start playing "Rape Me." Dan, you know, they just and they're like, "What the?" And the, all the you could see like people like executives going up and stuff like that. And then they stop. Oh, the executives told them not. Yeah, to Yeah, MTV play said Rape it. Me. Sorry, yeah, yeah. sorry. Okay, I thought you said Nirvana said don't play it for some. Weird oh, maybe that's why you were shocked. Yeah, face. I was like, what? Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, Anyways, and so they said, did anyhow, yeah, right? It, that's a bold it. move. Yeah, but there's a point because they wanted to say like, hey, there's nothing wrong with the song. Mm-hmm. You're just like censoring us or whatever. And yeah. then they played another song. But got it. Anyways, I digress. Uh, I like how it. you went from Kanye to Nirvana. I love that. that this awesome. is our podcast. Uh, thank you for being Genius. here. We're we're done. Yes, genius. 
The money. Oh no, the money shot happened. That was the money shot, right? We were in the deep dive. But we didn't call it out. The money shot deep dive. No, we did. Did we? Yeah. But then, but you went into it was like very short. We've done two podcasts. <laughs> All right, everybody. So I don't so know. We we filmed this thing twice. Uh, apparently, I didn't press record on my video, or so, I didn't. I don't know. Yeah. I think I, you did. I'm pretty sure it's my fault. I think because I'm too, maybe. I'm just gonna say it's my fault. Okay, but. Uh, people can follow you on social media. Where do they go? So I am at Haddock73 on the IG, and then I also have a second one called If I Must Work. Really? Mm-hmm. I didn't know about that one. Oh, yeah, it's coming up. It's all, it's going to be the one that you're going to produce. You're going to help me produce my podcast. Oh, am I? Yeah. That's what, yeah. Okay. You're gonna be my, yeah. I can't do it by myself. You, obviously, I can't even press record. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> um, I'm on yeah. TikTok. Speaking of uh, TikTok. This guy's blowing up, by the way. So, Carlos Rodella, a lot I'm of- a thing, little bit blowing a, up. You're blowing up a lot, man. Like, like all you guys got to check out his sketches on, like, basically, he does these, like, Starbucks uh, barista sketches. They're really short, consumable. It's on TikTok. Carlos Rodella. It's amazing. You're selling it for me. I love it. R O D E L A. Yeah. And it's been endorsed by a Starbucks executive. She said he's hilarious and everything he does on there is exactly what happens at these stores. It so, kind of is. And I get those, a lot of those. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Owen. Shout out to Aubrey. Shout out to all the people that I go to my local Are those Starbucks. Baristas? Yeah, they're my local Starbucks. People. Right on. My, my local Starbucks. Like you own them? No, my local. <laughs> wow. You try to pick fights. Talk about stoking the flames. I'm like a Kanye. You are like a Kanye. Maybe that's why. Um, <laughs> but no, I shout out to them because lots of my ideas come from them. Yeah. Um, the last one, which did, did okay, but like um, I just thought it was funny, yeah, yeah. is that, real quick, I'll tell one of them on the Do show. It. Is, uh, you know, at some point the machines go down at Starbucks and yes. you can't use a card anymore. So you right. can only take cash. Right. So lots of times they'll either just close or yeah. they'll say we're taking cash only. And so my sketch is about that moment because it actually, actually happened there at the Starbucks. But then I was trying to think of a way to make it funnier. So I had one of the, you know, baristas in the sketch say like, oh, you know, I had a, a cousin who like, you know, got like um, a rash from the money, <laughs> which doesn't make any sense at all because he handled too much money. It's gross. It's dirty, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so anyways, he goes, yeah, he got a cash rash. That's funny. And, and I go, right, right. That's funny. Right. And he goes, yeah, it, got, it goes all the way up the arm. <laughs> so anyways, cash rash. Yeah. Owen from Starbucks, the hashtag, barista. Hashtag cash rack. Thanks, Owen. But he came up with it. You're a genius, Owen. Genius. Genius. The way to go end it. All right. I'm Onawa on Twitter, O-N-A-W-A. Mm-hmm. And we'll see you later. Oh, YouTube.com slash uh, Carl Sardello. That's where this show is. Did you just say YouTube.com? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Why can I not say that? I just didn't know there was any other YouTubes. <laughs> oh, it's, I'm just so ingrained in me to say that. Wait, what would you say would do a URL YouTube.org. though? YouTube.org. <laughs> okay, hold on. Yeah, yeah. Okay, tough guy. I say www. No, you don't. Dot y-o-u- Listen T-u-b-e here. T-u-b-e dot C-O-M. Please, what would you say mm-hmm. to say a URL from YouTube? What would I say? Yeah, how huh? do you say it then? Uh, YouTube.com. No, so it's slash Carl Sardella, right? Oh, I see what you're saying. God, they don't even know how to find you now. <laughs> We're done. All right. See ya. Bye. Bye.